guys, welcome back to another episode. So as our title implies, today the topic is friendship. Um, everyone has their different experiences with friendship. It's something that everyone goes through and um, it changes throughout their life. So today we're just going to be talking about what friendship is and our personal experiences of it. Yeah, I'm really excited for this topic. <laughs> so I have a... Um, article pulled up right now it's from panion.com and it says the three fundamental pillars of a true friendship mm, this sounds let's, very let's, official yeah let's judge if this is accurate i'm gonna skip over all of the things that aren't three pillars okay it says number one acceptance we love our friends the way they are interesting um i, I mean um, <laughs> I love my friends the way they are, but I mean, like, I don't think you have to love every single aspect of a person all the time. Yeah. Okay. Also, this article says you choose friends based on mutual appreciation, despite sometimes differing in life views and values. Yeah. So they're like really emphasizing that you're not trying to change your friends and your friends can be different than you, but you're trying to, like, accept that. Yeah. I feel like there's, like, a level of difference that people accept, and then there's, like, after you hit that level, you, like, aren't compatible as friends. I don't know. I mean, I have to have the same values, life values, as my friends. Yeah. I mean, I know that, like, a lot of, like, adults are, like, you have to be open-minded about political differences, and I, I am to some that. point, but there's definitely, like, a line um, of values that, like, I don't want to be friends with people who don't have certain values. Yeah. Like, if you, it's, like, the, the human rights stuff. Yeah. Okay, number two, trust, opening up and building connection. That's basically how you get a friend. Yeah, I mean, I feel like a friendship deepens with, like, how much you share with that person. Um, and maybe I, I've, I meet a lot of people who, like, share their innermost secrets, like, the second day I've met them. Um, and I love those people so much, unless it's too much. Um, <laughs> there's a line, but I love people who are, like, really open. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's also p friends that I've had who, uh, for years, and I still barely know anything about them. Yeah, some people are, like, impenetrable walls. I once, um, like, hung out with this person nonstop for, like, five days, and on the last day, I finally learned what was really going on with them. <laughs> well, that's big. <laughs> yeah. No, it was, like, I don't know. I guess some people definitely are, like, less willing to open up about their emotions and life experiences and then I know other people who are like here's everything do with this with what you will I, you don't even know me yeah you know what's weird some people just never talk about their family I know fundamental and it's what they go back to every day I mean you talk about your family with me a lot but I don't hear a lot of stories about your family with like other people I don't, I also don't share a lot about my family. Yeah, I, I represent what my family is in a yeah. rather misleading way. 
yeah I guess people just like they don't think to do it yeah sorry I kind of cut you off there no that was me so are those the three pillars no you only did two what's the third the third is support being there in hard times yeah also sorry guys if we're kind of like kind of uh stunted today we just did an hour and a half of planning so (laughs) and life ranting yeah um we don't our conversation opportunities are limited um but yeah no I think there's definitely a line for support um because I think it's really important to support your friends especially like if you're struggling um you need a really great support network people to just talk to and help you and be nice even if they can't fix your problems but also like in this era I have a lot of friends who have like been put in the position where they are like responsible for other people's mental wellness to the point of like talking them off of ledges and I don't think that that is a good situation for anyone so like support in a friendship is important but there's definitely like a line where it becomes bad for both people I definitely agree with that and also if someone if you hear that someone's having a hard time and you consider yourself their friend even if it might seem awkward you should say something I think like yeah like like it doesn't have to be a grand gesture or anything just like saying you know I'll be there for you yeah just like a nice thing um But I think, like, my perspective, and I know people have different ideas on this, is, like, at the end of the day, you're responsible for yourself. Mm -hmm. And to be, like, a nice and a good supportive friend, you should try to help your friends, but you're not responsible for them. Like, you got to put yourself first in some situations. Definitely. Yeah. Like, it, it... If you feel like your energy is being drained because you're focusing more on someone else than yourself, that is leaning into more of a toxicity. Yeah, and we'll go into toxic relationships, but it's not as cut and dry as, like, it's easy to say that, but when you're actually in that situation, there's a lot of, like, guilt, and that can be really traumatic and a hard situation to be in. So, and I I think it's a situation and I know my friends are kind of like a biased sample, but it's a situation that I think a lot of people have been in, um, which is really strange. And I feel like this isn't something that previous generations had as much. Yeah. Because like with the invention of like texting and online friends, it's definitely like, created this dynamic that maybe was less prominent before yeah I definitely agree with that so um is there anything else that you would define friendship as besides these three pillars I feel like it's just my friendships are motivated around I think like three things kind of like the actions or like things that I'm participating in like and other people who are different than me are also participating in you know like action and group based friends and then there are definitely like interest based friends where like if we have an interest in one thing we can become friends over that 
And then there's like people who are really compatible with me, even if they're different than me, like just something about our personality like clicks and I want to like talk to that person and they can share their different interests with me and I'm actually interested in that. Um, and those, I think those are like the best because it's people that you actually like really like instead of just the people that are around you and become people that you enjoy being with. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you can see the different levels there. Like activity-based friends would be more of, um, I forgot what I was saying. Well, I think it's, they're good because, um, it definitely exposes you to people who aren't as like compatible with you, but you get more perspectives on like different people. And sometimes people like open up, like we run cross country with a lot of people who we're not really like close friends with. We don't really know what's going on in their lives, but sometimes they'll like randomly open up and then it's like, oh, this is like a whole other experience someone's having. And that's really nice. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, when I think of friendship, aside from my personal, like what makes a friend for me, I think of like found family and your friends and your peers are the second highest point um, source of socialization besides your family. Yeah. And they have a greater influence on you than your family does. Like in psychology, we know that peer influence is vastly superior in most categories to like family and parental influence, especially when you're like become a teenager. Yeah. As you get older, peer influence increases and family influence decreases. So it's super important. So um, we wanted to go through kind of like how we had met our friends throughout kind of our time in school, um, just for like references on how we've made friends so far, um, what friendships have been really meaningful to us. And also like, this is something I think about a lot and we're gonna lead into this after we go through our past experiences, but we're about to go to college and we're going to need to meet new people. Like I'm very excited to meet new people, but I also have had the same friends for quite some time and really don't remember how to meet new people at all. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Been a little limiting in the pandemic. I've met some new people, but not as in person. I I like, I may not have any idea how to act right in, in real life now. I I'm worried about that. I feel that. Spent too much time talking to the wall. <laughs> Staring at the wallpaper. Yeah. Um, that's how the mental illness will get you. Uh, I just think of that scene in Frozen whenever Anna's like, hang in there. What's his name? Oh, hang in there, Joan, or something. Yeah, pictures. I love that. That's okay. So how did you meet the people that you were friends with, like, early on in school? I'm going to start with preschool because I oh, have a we're going a back story. Yeah, all the way back <laughs> because n- n- I just never have the opportunity to talk about this I had this best friend in preschool of course preschool is whenever like if you have an earliest memory it's probably from then and I don't remember much except for this friend that I had um his name was Babua <laughs> what <laughs> Babua is not his actual name Okay. The name that I called him. 
to this day, I don't know what his real name was. But we were best friends. I used to wear Crocs all the time, and I had these hot pink Crocs that I would wear every day. And he told his parents he wanted hot pink Crocs because his best friend Alicia wore hot pink Crocs. Oh my god. Of us from preschool graduation uh pre-k graduation and we have shades on we have our um lay and our tie-dye shirt and we're looking at each other and we just look like the coolest kids in school that is that is the sweetest story I love that for me in pre-k like I went to home nurseries um and we're not going to get into how culty my education was um because we've done that before and you guys know Mm -hmm. um but it was a lot of like running through fields of buttercups and there were horses um there were horses there were a lot of animals it was a home nursery there were like rabbits and dogs and cats and horses and it was a farm (laughs) i don't know there was a field it was very wholesome um i'm trying to but we're not talking about culture i want to talk about friendships and i'm trying to remember I don't even, I have such vague memories of my pre-K friends. I only have like little memory snapshots of what the place was like. But in kindergarten, I remember more distinctly um, that my friend group, we would pretend to be wolves. Um, So there would be a lot of like howling and running around and being wolves in the little wolf camp and going out to like collect things. and I had like way more male friends, um, which I, I want to go back because, <laughs> um, you know, it was the guys and the girls. We were all wolves, you know, before the good old times. That's similar to my experience, minus the wolves. Um, kindergarten for me, too, I remember a lot more vividly, vividly. Like I remember the days I met my friends because I think that's when kids became more cognizant of the world and everything. And elementary school was like that was your whole life basically um so I also had a lot of guys like my friends were majority guys um I just remember every single day we would play Pokemon but we wouldn't actually play with the cards we would play Pokemon like we were the characters yes the fun way um, and then there was this girl who, she was like my frenemy. She was literally like that. That oh. was our dynamic. That's and so cool. Yeah. I think actually like in retrospect, she wanted to be my friend, but I pretended like she was evil because she would kiss my friends on the playground or whatever. She didn't, she didn't actually kiss them, but she would like chase them around. So she was like, when we were playing Pokemon, she was like the villain, <laughs> like I remember chasing people. Yeah. There's I mean, there's this Charlie XEX song that's playing like I just wanna go back. <laughs> wait, 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 that's the nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Back to nineteen ninety nine. Has a special meaning when you were born in two thousand three, but you mean every word of the song. No, okay, let me this is a tangent, but um Macklemore and Kesha have this song called Good Old Days. And yeah basically the song of our generation because like it doesn't even matter the name of the song the collaboration of Macklemore and Kesha is very generational yeah 
if um, you'll find out later if we are as motivated and on top of it as we want to be, because this episode will close out with that song if we figure out how to link Spotify to our podcast thing. Yes. Okay. So your friend of me in pre-K. She even had, okay, we had matching um, Camp Rock lunchbox backpack. I don't know. But we had matching that um, unintentionally. So we were very similar, but I pretended like she was my enemy. Like yeah. I would run away from her in the cafeteria. I feel wanted- like I had fake drama enemies too. Like um, there was this one friend that I had up until like maybe even third grade where we would always just be chasing each other. Like I would always chase her and she would always run away from me. Like so much to the point where like people were just like really annoyed to be around us. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I don't, I, there's definitely like some kind of psychology thing. I, yeah. I totally think. I mean, that. kids are only, their only point of reference is like TV maybe. So whenever they see all these characters that are super dramatic and stuff. Like cartoons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. I think like imitating, and uh, we're very excited to talk about this in another podcast episode, but like imitating what you've seen on television and on like s- digital influences. I think that has a profound influence on kids. But, you know, we've also been chasing people for a long time. <laughs> Did you have any family, f- like kids of family friends? Because that was the other big source of my friendship. Like Not- my brother had his friends and then his friends would have siblings, younger siblings very not really so I think the context for my friendships early on was I was like a very shy child um I was very afraid to talk to people um I would like run away and hide from other people <laughs> like uh yeah no I guess I had social anxiety uh who knows I think I was just a shy child but um yeah so my brother used to have annual Halloween parties and that's the only time I really remember like hanging out with the younger siblings of my brother's friends our brothers are the same age for reference um and then my parents became friends with the parents of other kids at my school which um definitely doesn't happen as much in public school um it's like now my parents have no idea what I'm doing because they're not friends with my friend's parents at all but that used to be the case Um, and maybe that's a younger thing, but, and now I'm still friends with the children of my parents' friends that I've grown apart from, but our parents are still friends, so Mm -hmm. we still, like, hang out, even though our lives are drastically different now, um, but yeah. I have a couple questions, so we talked about playground games, um, did you have any, like, nicknames or like did you have any friend groups that you called and you called you your group like a certain name wow like um, I feel like maybe not um if we want to get into like uh elementary school I never we didn't have a friend group name wow now I feel left out <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean I definitely had like groups of people I have a vague memory of maybe like we were called like the swing su- swing set group or or something because for <laughs> a period we would always play this one game on the swing set and kind of just like talk 
Um, you know that game where two people are on the swings and one person has to run between them without getting like caught? No. Oh, okay. Well, we had like really epic swings that were like from these really tall pine trees. We would play that a lot. Um, but I feel bad because now I'm reminiscing about my childhood and not talking about my friendships as much. But um, no posse for me. I'm sad about it. Huh. My my whole class used to do plays though, and the character that you were cast as, people would call you that character sometimes. So that's a thing. That's fun. Yeah. I wouldn't say I had a designated nickname, but what whatever you kind of affiliate yourself as a kid is kind of becomes your nickname. Like since I liked pigs a lot. Oh yeah. Pigs were definitely my calling card and my friends um I would give them like one of my friends I called a chipmunk a lot oh yeah yeah Uh, I can't remember things like that but I mean I always had like red hair so I mean people now call me redhead but I don't remember I that could have been a thing earlier as well do you remember any other friend groups at your school? Like, I remember one year we had a, um, I called them the Ninjago group. Maybe it was just me calling them that, but that's what they were. They would um, parade around during recess uh, with their Ninjago stuff. That's cute. Um, I, I can't remember, like, distinct friend group names, um, but I also went to a small school. So, um, as far as groups go, though, we used to, like, play Warriors a lot. So, everyone would be, like, playing Warriors at recess, Warrior Cats. And then also, we used to play, um, like, we would have markets and, like, sell things that we made or found to other people for those little white rocks, the courts. There used to be, like, a lot of gravel at our school, so people would, like, collect the white rocks, and that would be, like, our currency. But, again, this is not about friendships, so gosh darn it. Okay, let me get you back on track. Yeah. So, do you remember having any views about friendship or your, like, your perception of friendship changing in elementary school, maybe based on a couple of friends you had or anything like that? Yeah, so... Um, I definitely, like, acquired a friend group. I was at a very small school from, I had, like, a, okay, so first and second grade, I went to Central Park, um, and my best friend was named Peter Mullen. Um, I don't know him at all anymore. He's a completely different person. Um, but at that time, we were best friends, and we were really into gnomes. Um, I used to always do stuff during recess together. Um, and, like, hang out and have sleepovers and go do things, so I miss Peter, but, you know, that Peter's gone now. (laughs) Um, No, I'm sure he's still a great guy, I just don't know him at all, Um, but, and then, that's, like, the primary friendship I remember from elementary school. I do remember he tried to become friends with this other person that wasn't me, and I was sad about that, but I wasn't, like, super needy. Like, I went and became friends with these people who were doing gymnastics. Um, but I was also, like, I was very shy. So I didn't like to have people other than Peter, like, over to my house. Like, 
that seemed like a really stressful situation to me. So I don't really remember having like tons of play dates when I was little, but no, I definitely did. I remember friends coming over and us like having snack times and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, do you want to do any first or second grade things before I jump to? I remember my elementary school years pretty distinctly. Um, my friend group stayed pretty similar from kindergarten to second grade and they did throughout elementary school I was just adding friends as I went on I think like my descriptions of friendships and stuff will become better with the time I don't remember as much meeting people early on um but then I went to Emerson Waldorf school from Central Park in third grade so I was meeting a whole group of new people but it's a weird dynamic because I went to kindergarten there So I knew, I had, like, known these kids um, several years ago, at least some of them. So I showed up knowing some people, sort of. Um, And there were definitely, like, click groups, but we were in a class of 20 people. And I, I, personally, I think that I was friends with the most interesting and fun people. (laughs) Not to brag or anything, but... (laughs) There wasn't, there was not a popular group because there's literally 20 of us and we were all generally on good terms. Um, But I was friends with the two people who later turned out to be gay. Um, (laughs) Not to flex. Uh, This one girl had really good fashion and I hadn't really discovered like shopping, let alone like fast fashion or Forever 21 at all in third through sixth grade. Like, cause my mom was not like a fashion person. Like she has a fashion, she has a style, but it's like hippie grunge, 50 year old mother festival where her fashion is above fast fashion. So she wasn't like buying me jeans and taking me to Hot Topic. Oh no. That's not a thing that happened in elementary school for anyone. Yeah. Okay. I was wearing cotton floral print dresses and leggings. Um, and then, yeah, I do remember in third grade, I was like, I'm not going to wear my brother's hand-me-down cargo shorts anymore. Friendship, Lucinda, friendship. (laughs) Yes, okay, okay, making friends. I don't have vivid memories of meeting the people that I was friends with in third through sixth grade, but I do remember, um, distinctly, because you remember things that have, like, strong memories attached to them, I tried to hang out with this, um, these two people who were best friends. And I was like, well, I kind of want to like be on good terms with lots of people. So let me hang out with them. And I don't really remember what my strategy was. Um, now I would never just decide to hang out with two people who are best friends, but this was third grade. So maybe that was like a thing I thought would work. Um, but they, do you remember, um, in third grade, they like, there was, oh God, this is going to be documented on the podcast forever. (laughs) um have you ever heard the like mother may i see you pee thing no oh god it's like mother may i and then it's like a you play that game and then you like say mother may i whatever the word is and then you say like mother may i see mother may i cup and then you say you get them to say like spell that out and it's mother may i I cup a lot yeah anyway it's a it's a like third grade funny thing 
Um, anyway, I'm a very gullible person, so I fell for that, and they laughed at me, and I was like, oh, these are not my friends. Um, <laughs> picked up on it. <laughs> That's a mark of friendship sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, they were best friends, and they were, like, more fashionable also. Like, I'm a, I'm a weirder child, so I totally understand that. Um, but yeah. That's the only, like, non-friendship memory I have. Um, I actually do remember second grade, because second grade, well, yeah, so I had that group of guy friends, and then in second grade, I met my two new best friends. They were cousins, um, uh, and they lived across the street from me, so once we became friends at school, we were able to become friends outside of school so from then on we spent a lot of time together and then in third grade I met another friend um, a few other friends but one of those friends lived on the street right by our street so me and one of the cousins and that person became I introduced them and then the three of us became friends Fourth grade, I'm just going to do a little timeline. Fourth grade, it was either third or fourth grade. Another friend came into the mix. Um, she became best friends with one of the cousins. This is going to sound very confusing, but it makes sense in my head. And um, fifth grade ended, and then I lost some of those friends because people moved to middle school and then I'm getting off topic so we'll continue on from there Lucinda anything else from elementary school yeah so um when I was at Central Park one of my closest friends was Peter but I also forgot to mention um my other like really close friend um was Harley Cooper um and uh this is a little tricky for me I'm gonna get it right just for the record, <laughs> um, Harley, uh, cannot dead name him, um, but so we met because we were carpooling home a lot because we lived near each other, and so, like, people that you live near definitely gonna hang out with more, so we would hang out, like, a ton of the time, almost every afternoon, like, his mother is, like, a mother figure, you know, like, they're the person that I can go to if my parents, like, something happens, um, and so even though I want to talk about like growing apart a little bit because yeah, me and Harley point. definitely grew apart. I was always like, cause I went to Emerson. I was always like not in the loop with like technology or like the internet or like nerdy things at all. Cause I was just like a forest child. Um, but Harley went to, um, Central Park and had like more exposure to the internet and stuff. So they kind of like became more of like a nerdy webcomic anime person. And I didn't have any like frame of reference for that. So it was hard for us to like stay friends because our interests had just diverged so much. And like we still did. Um, and I think we would be friends again now. But there was like an awkward phase where like I think I was also just younger than he was. Like I was, a, I'm a year younger. So he kind of like hit that point where you don't want to like play games 
Yeah. Or, like, we played board games still, but, you know, like, he matured into uh, an identity that, like, I didn't have any reference with and was also, like, younger. So it was hard to, like, have compatible things to talk about. But we were best friends earlier and, like, basically lived together. Yeah, um, I kind of relate to that. So the two friends that I introduced to each other, they became closer than I was with either of them. So I grew apart from both of them, but they lived near me. So it was kind of a difficult situation because I would still hang out with them sometimes. Um, And it was just kind of confusing. Like one of them, I knew our friendship probably wouldn't last anyway because like we were friends for many years because of proximity and our mutual friends. But like whenever I would go and hang out with them, it would be like sitting in their um, game room or whatever, watching them play video games. Yeah. It was boring. Yeah. One thing that I remember in a lot of friendships was making iMovies and like other like videos. We like created so many like little movies and stuff. Ah. I remember that. I miss those days. Yeah. No, there was there was fun stuff. I remember exploring the creeks a lot. Oh yeah. Like making mud soup or like acorn soup or whatever. Oh yeah. Okay. So now I know we've gone through earlier stages pretty fast, but I want to jump into middle school cuz that's the kind of stuff that we're kind of remember better. Yeah. Um, I went to Githens in seventh grade knowing not a soul. So that's kind of the friendship making that I actually remember because I was old enough. And also, like, I didn't have any, like, relationship with these people previously. So in Githens, um, I was not what you would define as, like, a popular person. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone knows me, but I was worse, <laughs> as yeah. we all were. Worse versions of ourselves in middle school. Um, and I, I wasn't like a, a terrible, I mean, some people were just like really cringy and, um, some people had mental health problems and some people were just insane. Um, and I wasn't any of those things, but, um, I definitely didn't know how to dress and my hair was always in braids. Um, so there's that. And then I also, talking. the most mortifying thing about middle school is I hadn't figured out like mid-rise or high-rise jeans or belts. So I was always, like, hitching up my low-rise jeans. Ah, <laughs> uh, I have so much insecurity about low-rise jeans now. So I much insecurity. Uh, I don't you don't remember that? That makes me so happy. Ah! Uh, oh, my God. We, we're not even going to get into it. But, Lord, whoever created low-rise jeans, I hate you. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so I remember the first friend that I made was this girl. Oh, I don't remember her name. <laughs> How do you not remember her name? So it's the sister of the girl who had curly dyed red hair. And they're yeah. also related to Brianna. But there's another Kira. Sierra. Yeah. No, that's her friend. Kiera. I know, Kiera. I know, I know there's that one. There's a friend of hers. They were also I- friends. Was Sierra friends with Kira? Yeah. 
Okay, my first friend was Kira. <laughs> um, and I sat next to her in homeroom and she was doodling these little like anime dogs. And I was like, I like borrowed her gel pens and we like drew things together. Um, and so that, and I like probably complimented her dress. I think I came into middle school thinking that complimenting people was a superpower to make friendships. And it kind of works. Like it's a good way to start a conversation, pick something that you kind of like about the person and be like, oh, that's really cool. That starts a conversation, especially if you're really insecure and don't know anyone. That's, yeah. Then I, my second friend was Megan Armstead. Um, I miss her. I want to rekindle our friendship. But yeah, um, who your first friend would be. Yeah. I think she, I called her French fry girl. Hmm. And yeah, we were really pretty close. We were like each other's main friends because we didn't have a lot of friends. And I were I I didn't befriend you immediately. Um this sounds very analytical, but I remember like seeing you in um our social studies class maybe on the second day and being like I want to be that girl's friend. Aww. Um and I don't really remember how we became friends, but um, I do remember like having it be intentional, <laughs> being like, yes, this one for me. That's interesting. also that's we were creepy because another friend that I have told me that she saw me on opening day and set out with the mission of becoming my friend. Um, and that was an interesting friendship that we had. Um which may not have been the best thing ever, but was <laughs> nice. And I, I still care for her, but yes. So it seems creepy that I did the same thing to you. And mine was less intentional, but I do remember like, cause I was approaching middle school, not knowing anyone. So I was a little bit more analytical about like, okay, like I know these three people who would I like to get to know more. So yeah. I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember meeting you or becoming your friend at all but I remember you being there. Like, I remember you were the new girl. You were skinny and had red hair. And you were kind of like, like, an, like an outcast, obviously, because you're new, but like, you weren't acclimated to Githin's being, so. Do you remember, like, Githin's me being. being weird, like weirdness that was around me? Uh, I want to know the outsider perspective. Probably just because it was mostly, it was mostly just probably the way you looked. Like you had your hair in the braids, which wasn't like super weird because everyone dressed weird in middle school. Yeah, but, um, you were just like fresh meat basically, and it's I true. Like I don't think I became friends with you immediately because I already had friend groups at the time, or not really friend groups, but I had friends at the time because I had been there since sixth grade. And I had another friend in our classes because in middle school, um, we were on the same team. So we would all have the same classes, basically. Um, and I remember social studies class too. Like social studies was the class that I remember you being in that. And yeah. Science. And yeah. you sat on the other side of the room with me. I remember this very distinctly. Yeah. And I sat alone and I would talk to the kid in front of me who was like, oh, you're so innocent or whatever. Yeah, I remember, I think maybe because you were sitting alone, I was like, maybe I can become friends with her. Yeah, seventh grade was actually a pretty difficult year for me. Like, um, 
I didn't like it because there was, you know, assholes in the classroom. And we Linda had her whole experience with that too. Yes. So Alicia was not as bullied because she knew how to blend into a public school. Um, but I, and I, it annoys me how much of it is just my appearance because I look weird. Um, it's just a fact. Um, and honestly, you don't look weird now. Well, because I understand what to do with my hair and yeah. I learned what clothes were but I did not know what to do with my hair or what clothes were earlier so you know I was just showing up bald and naked <laughs> um, <laughs> you no. bald. I had I had braids every day um which and I don't want to I am not a black person but I feel like you know how people are like it's a parent's job to teach you what to do with your hair like that would have been helpful <laughs> <laughs> Um, braid your hair yeah I mean she braided it every day that's (laughs) one strategy (laughs) um but yeah no so we kind of had the worst group of teenage boys or preteen boys in our class of any school or team that I've heard of yes we and I thought this was just normal because I was it was so bad we had the worst boys and so honestly like I feel so bad I have I real. I say I don't have a lot of male friends I don't have a lot of cis friends I have male friends they're just not cis so um but anyway these men have scarred me because they were like I came from a place where if someone bullied you it would be like like a criticism instead of just constant somewhat sexual somewhat just like fucking with you harassment that I normalized to be an everyday experience um yeah I'm not a fan of those boys they grew up to be rapists (laughs) yeah they they said some pretty bad things but also like um you know the calling your name randomly yeah so um I think that someone um moaning your name in the middle of class constantly like it's funny but that is sexual harassment and I sound I'm exposing that I was really unpopular (laughs) (laughs) like I wasn't like I wasn't even that weird I wasn't like um some kind of like social outcast I just wasn't popular because I was not cool um but yeah no hate that yeah also yeah um also we made another friend. I don't want to, I'm not going to talk about people that we know, but um, there was a friend that we had in middle school who had a very aggressive personality, and I literally never really knew if they were actually friends with me or if they just, like, were just, you know those friendships where they're, like, bullying you the entire time and it's very confusing because you've never been exposed to that before? <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know who you're talking about. And then I was like, oh, I do. <laughs> They've changed as a person, but they used to have a very interesting personality. Yeah, honestly, I don't remember that friendship much either. Um, but you know what? I do remember us becoming friends because of cross. I remember that cross country was the reason we became friends. Yeah. And I remember very distinctly Miss Wilder, who everyone believes is crazy. Um, I've had a lot of experiences with crazy people, so I'm not I, gonna confirm or deny. Yeah, she's interesting. Um, 
I found out that cross country was every day a week, whereas at my school, it had only been three days a week. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. And she's like, Lucinda, you need to do cross country. And she was like, it was coded like, you don't have friends. You need to do an activity. (laughs) Well, was she wrong? She was not wrong. (laughs) Yeah. um, I also became closer friends with... um, friends that I already had through cross country because it was every day and we would have like study hall before practice um yeah we were able to meet people who were in older grades too definitely so yeah it was that was a very easy way to make friends from in middle school and in high school just doing a sport definitely definitely do an activity um And I think most people do. I don't have any experience. I feel like it would be very socially isolating if you didn't do any activities in school. And I know some people don't do them. um, And that would really stress me out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm going to close up middle school really quickly because middle school is not something that people like to revisit. And we have a lot to talk about. Um, I, it was, everyone was immature in middle school. And you lost friends quickly because um, people would move away or switch schools. But um, I, I wouldn't say I'm friends with a lot of people that I was close friends with in middle school. Like, I'm friends with Lucinda and I'm friends with a few other people who continued to go to our school. But other than that, not really. Yeah, um... Just one other friendship that I made, and this is not useful as a reference for future friendship making, but a very close friend I had was just the girl that I would ride to school on the bus with every day. Um, and Aww, used to she like, was so sweet. I miss her. I miss her so much, um, but for a lot of reasons. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, no, like if you sleep on someone's shoulder every morning, that becomes your friend. yeah she was my aunt Rosalinda I remember her loaning me her jacket I don't know I'm not talking huh I'm not talking about her you're not I'm talking about I called her I called her my aunt Rosalinda okay but not Rosa no I called her my aunt Rosalinda because that's who she was to me she was she was there's there's lights in middle school Okay. Nice that it's behind us. Okay, high school. Obviously, um, you make friends from extracurriculars. Your classes are a little bit more specific too, so you might find people with more similar interests more easily. Yeah. Um, I would say, um, once you reach a point where you can drive, a lot of how your friendships advance is up to you. Yeah. Like not forced into like freshman academy where you have to be with people all the time also just like before you can drive hanging out with people outside of school is either you're doing a sport or activity with them or you're already close enough friends to like be driven over to their house by your parents which is not something that I'd even remember doing that much in like early high school I don't know. Maybe this podcast will expose us as both being like very antisocial people. <laughs> I don't know what other people's lives are like. 
Um, but once I could drive, there was a lot more ability to just like visit my friends and go to places without parents, which opens up a lot of doors. Yeah, it's a little different for me because I got my license during the pandemic. So um, I didn't have the ability to do that while we were in school. Um, so I maintained most of my friendships because I was able to like get driven around. And I had friends who would, I had friends who would propose activities and stuff and like set up hangouts. Yeah. I distinctly remember coming to the realization in middle school that like the best friends are the people who like will do plans with you, you know, because you can have school friends, but then like people, the, the group of people that you turn to to do an activity are like the best but also like I'm a very activity based person so me you and um our friend Tao used to go and do like a lot of activities together yes that was fun we would go to the state fair and we also went rock climbing like we would and we painted one time like that was nice we would set up things yeah and now we have um our cross-country friend group is the source of a lot of my like fun honestly um with that and I don't think people will because now we know them personally so it doesn't really matter if we talk about them as much um but I the cross-country friend group was great um but I also like I kind of created a duality of friend groups because I had my cross-country friend group which was like sports um and a very different culture than I'm also kind of like a nerdier gay so I became friends with other nerdier gays who are very gay and wanted to play things like D&D and video games um Mm -hmm. and honestly like I loved having both because cross country was more like of a mainstream preppier academic focused running um and then I had more of like my cultural interests and maybe this is false but just like I'm very compatible with other gay people <laughs> kind of like and I don't want to stereotype but straight girls like to talk about boys a lot and I get bored of that conversation very quickly <laughs> but gay girls want to talk about girls a lot and that's very interesting to me <laughs> okay so since you're kind of talking about it in past tense now, and I assume because like pandemic, you can't hang out with the yeah anymore, um, it would probably be good to move on to post high school. What are we gonna do? Like, oh my especially, gosh! Like, imagine if our first semester of college is online. Uh, I'm not going if our first semester is online. Nope. Oh, that would suck. I, I can't. Haven't decided. Imagine high school online but the teachers don't already know you and know that this is quote unquote a hard time um, and aren't gonna give you like slack and you can't just email them about how you were at a raccoon funeral and that's why you couldn't take your calc exam. They won't find that funny. Um, (laughs) I cannot do, but anyway, yeah. I'm mostly worried honestly about keeping the friends that I like love from high school um, because I've moved schools like one two three times four times um 
and I haven't really stayed in touch with a, like the majority, almost all of my friends from past schools. Um, just because a lot of friendships are based around like talking about what you're doing, like, and stuff that both of you know about. So when you make new friends, like there's, it's hard to maintain old friendships, at least for me. I don't know. Yeah, I've had friends who have moved away, but we've been friends for a long time. So it's, it's kind of more okay that um, them being away for long periods of time and us never like seeing each other once a year. Yeah. Our friendship is still the same. I feel like you just become a less important part of someone's everyday life though. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, they say that your friends don't say the same after high school. And I've heard that since freshman year. So I feel like I've been preparing for that. But I don't think it's going to be, for me, it's not going to be hard for me to maintain friendships, like, because I know it's going to change. But especially with, like, well, I need to stop saying especially with the pandemic. But, like, we know how easy it is to hop on Zoom and talk to a friend or, like, do something virtually. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know if I'm going to be, like, Zoom- I do actually want to Zoom call you guys in college. That'll be nice. But I don't know if it's going to be like a frequent thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like I had a really close friend who's now in college and I need to reach out to her because we haven't talked in like so long and I miss her. But she ch- like she dropped out of group chats that we were in and she's made new college friends. So, you know, we're just sort of like different. Yeah, college is, it seems like the entire, like the main perk of it is the social experience like yeah I was able to go there and be on campus and make a ton of new friends and meaningful experiences because she was around people yeah well and I've read like that most people are like have so many good memories of college because it's the only time that most Americans live in like walkable communities Mm -hmm. um where you're just like gonna have social interactions Whereas, like, living in the suburbs, like, you have neighbors, but it's not a walkable community of people Definitely. not living with people. So it's much less social. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm worried about losing my old friends and people that are, like, meaningful to me. But also, I have this perspective with friendships, and I, I also don't feel like I, I come off as a very pragmatic and analytical person. Um, but sort of an aspect of friendships is kind of like an investment you know when you become friends with someone who's like not really that cool or has a lot of friends or popular and then like they just sort of develop and become themselves and become like a really interesting person um and it's like you're really happy for them because you want to have interesting friends so like I love it when my friends like become even more interesting and even more themselves and more like yeah we definitely evolve I love that aspect of friendships and I feel like at least for my friends all of the friendships that I've made people have like evolved into even cooler people um and I love that so I'm really excited to see like how my friends change in college yes I don't think any of them are gonna become like date rape frat girls or anything (laughs) oh god but yeah I'm really excited to see people evolve too which is why the space is good and bad like I'm a little bit worried about the friends who I don't 
talk to all the time like you for example like I talk to you so I'm like not worried about yeah lessening but like just just everyone else you know yeah well and I've had this conversation with you um during the pandemic just um gosh I sound so analytical (laughs) but I was thinking about all the people in high school that I really like like and yeah would want to have become like if it ha- if we had had a normal senior year I would have gone out of my way to like hype them up and like try to get to know them better because there's at least a group of 10 people that I really like at our high school but we never really had like activities together like and not like I think they would also like me like we have energy we just never really had a lot of time to hang out or get to know each other and it really pisses me off that I didn't get like one last year to meet people because I definitely Same. think I could have developed some relationships with some really cool people. Yeah, it's kind of tough to um, what what will be kind of sad for me is because I've been in the public school system since kindergarten, like I've grown up with these people and I've even if I'm not friends with them or like we talk maybe never like yeah. I've been around them for so long that it'll be weird to just not be yeah even forget their name probably definitely yeah you have sort of like a community of people that even though they're not like people that you are friends with they're just like people that you're around and kind of like like look at like notice what what the person that you've known for 12 years is doing yeah I think college will be exciting though for me, um, like, I'm interested in film and art and a lot of that type of stuff. And I think it would be exciting to have a group of friends who are, like, very passionate about that. Yeah. So I, that. I think um, that's going to be really awesome for you. Um, yeah. I'm a little worried. I mean, I'm going to be, I'm interested in politics and I'm going to be majoring in poly- political science. Um, but I don't know if that's going to attract the same kind of passionate. Like, I definitely love having friends who are into political organizing mm-hmm. uh, and community organizing. And I have some of those people who are just phenomenally great people. And I have other people who I, like, look up to and try to do the things that they're doing in our community. Um, and I'm really excited to meet other people um, who are, like, on that same wavelength and community organize with them and have people who are like know more than me um with that but I don't think it's going to attract the same people with the same passion for film you know like it's not it's not really the same thing as far as friendships go like friendships centered around politics are different than friendships centered around movies you'll meet people who have done some really amazing things though like yeah award-winning type stuff yeah no I think that'll be really great yeah. So I've done small scale things, but I want to be part of, I want to make friends who are going somewhere with large scale things. It's like the same kind of friend investment thing, you know, like you're going to meet people who have goals and maybe they haven't like achieved it yet, but I want to make friends with people who are going somewhere. It's networking. Yeah. That's yeah. what I wrote my honors thing for UNC about. Like I want to meet people. Um, so I can network because that's something that I've learned in political organizing is like super important 
having like a network of people who are interested in the same objective as you. Oh, definitely. And after college, I know that's really far away, but what I've heard just from listening to podcasts and stuff like that, it seems like adults after college have the hardest time um, meeting new friends because the majority of your friends are either going to be from college or from work. And that's especially true if you're not living in the same place where you came from. Yeah, that's what terrifies me is moving. Um, I'm not worried about college because I think like you're going to make friends because I'm going to do activities. I'm going to meet interesting people and we'll strike up conversations and they're going to be desperate for friends too. So we'll probably like go do something, you know, like it, there's a formula for that. But imagine graduating and then moving to a different city. How do you meet people? Yeah, right. <laughs> and I know so many adults who are like, honestly, just lonely. Like they just don't really have that many friends. Yeah, definitely. And even even think about your parents, like how many friends do they have compared to how many friends do you have now? Well, I definitely think parents in general have fewer friends, but like my mom has um, her sister and two other friends, the mother of my friend Harley and the mother of my friend Nate, who we're neither of us are close friends anymore, but my mom is totally close friends with them. So she's like a three person support system. And then my dad has like three to his brother and then three other people that he doesn't even see but like they have online conversations a lot that's yeah that's similar with my parents like I I rarely see my parents friends so imagine how many times your parents see their friends but also like my mom is an introvert and I don't know how dads make friends but I think there's a, a John Mulaney did a bit about like how none of our fathers have friends <laughs> <laughs> I gotta watch that then yeah that's a long way away though and I think things are different now of course we have social media and our fields will be different than what our parents or what we're doing will be different from what our parents are doing um anything else well so I want to go over like have you ever had a moment where you like intentionally chose to pursue becoming friends with someone I don't think so. Literally never. I don't think so, no. Well, that's so strange to me. Because you it's because you grew up with all these people. Yeah, it's because I grew up with them and we have mutual friends. Like Yeah, I wouldn't say so. That's so strange to me. I've had I've... so many like I've developed so many friendships in the past 5 years that were honestly like somewhat intentional I was like okay this person is cool like let me develop a relationship with them but also that sounds I don't know there's a level of that that's creepy and weird but another level is I think normal well I kind of know what you mean like I'll become um like friend acquaintances with someone like friend acquaintances I don't know and I'll be like, well, I wish I was closer friends with you, but I'm not, like, like, here's my plan, you know, like. I would, here, I would outline 
think this is how I meet people. See person. Um, like go up to person, like listen to conversation or just compliment person, ask question or compliment person, start conversation, find mutual thing like similar class or activity or where you got that or what you're doing or something. Um, I mean, like you can start a conversation. Like we've had new people join the cross country team and we've started conversations. We sound so socially deprived. It's because of COVID guys. Um, <laughs> like we're not going to places where there are gatherings of people and we haven't for almost a year. So, <laughs> um, and then I would just like generally have multiple conversations with a person and then like go on some kind of activity with that person and you kind of just like create memories with a person I feel like there's there's an amount of like memories you have before you sort of like start becoming friends and I I follow most of those steps I don't really get to the upper level actually becoming friends with people stage but all of that is easier to do if you're in a group of friends yeah well, I don't really like do things with people that I've had conversations and memories with unless I like find them really interesting and they seem like they like me, you know, like there's a level of compatibility. I've had fun. I had a fun conversation with a girl about crepes, but I didn't want to become her close friend because I got the sense that we had very little in common. Mm -hmm. um, but also I'm very biased now um, because once you become friends with gays somehow all of your friends are gay I don't I don't know how it happened I don't know how to make it stop but all my friends are gay now and I don't know what to do I think that's I think that's more like that is the one group okay you you you've joined that group this year but you're not hanging out like that's the only group you're hanging out with it's not like all your friends oh, are gay, like I was friends with a group of gay nerds at lunch. Then we started playing D&D. &D. Then we started just playing hanging out. Um then I started meeting my friends' friends from that group who were also gay. That's pre-pandemic. Yeah, okay. Yeah, then like we started hanging out with like my friends' friends. And then I started gaining a network of gays um then on social media similar people who are friends of friends who are all gay would have like a social media twitter dynamic but that's separate group oh no they're all sort of related here i'm just gonna i'm just gonna call her out ray is responsible for all <laughs> of my gay friends ray is the link oh, yeah. to everything freaking date a gay girl and then remain friends with her and meet all of the Durham gays through her. That is my strategy for you. I'm sorry if it's not applicable to your life. <laughs> but yeah, no, I feel like this isn't helpful to straight people. Sorry. <laughs> um, along the lines of that, did we touch on like compatibility at all? Like I feel like somewhat, but do you have more to say on that? Because I think that's a really important part. For me, I just wrote out a list. Definitely. I found that my friends have to be, like, motivated. 
And something that I noticed, like, you have to be able to, like, I wrote tolerate the abstract. Like, someone, <laughs> someone has to be okay with things being, like, a non-linear brain flow. Alicia likes to have deep conversations. Yeah. She's a thoughtful person. I would describe Alicia as very thoughtful. And I think that's why we're friends. Because we really like to have thoughtful conversations and talk about like our lives in general and social and cultural dynamics in general. Um, that's what we enjoy. That's why we're doing a podcast. It yeah. all connects. Yeah. Wow. There we go. There's also just so much that we left. Like I didn't touch on like internet friends at all, but I don't know if you would have anything to say about that. You would now, right? Yeah, let's talk about that. So Alicia has a lot of internet friends and she actually wrote this really cool college essay about her online relationships. Sorry, I'm yeah. introing your topic. Yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> it makes it, I won't be fumbling over it. But yeah, I did write my, my main common app essay about it. Um, so in middle school, actually seventh grade, so the same year I met Lucinda and became friends with her was the same year that I met my um, three internet friends, but it was more than three at the time. Um, so where did you meet them? Instagram. This will be the only place where I ever talk about this in depth, probably. Um, <laughs> I find it so fascinating. Yeah, it's weird. It's like a big part of my life, but I kind of forget it's there, you know? Yeah. So, I had, I've had Instagram for a long time, but we'll get into that since in the next episode so I was very familiar with it I was on Instagram I had like a um man I'm really we're just outing all of our embarrassing um middle it's, school that's memories. the point of the podcast no one's listening anyway yeah that's true um I had a fan account for like bands like like I was into like fallout boy and it's not even embarrassing at this point. Everyone it, of a certain type was. It feels embarrassing. <laughs> like, there's Panic at the Disco and like all that I don't, stuff. I don't want to cut you off, but as a tangent, I think a lot, there's this thing on TikTok where they're like, name a thing that a girl can be interested in without being mocked. And people try to name things and like everyone's, Girls are mocked for almost every choice that they do. So, I mean, I'm trying to get better at not mocking people's tastes and stuff because I feel like that's true. Like everything that girls do, people make fun of. And that's like a really toxic culture. So even if someone's like really into um, vampire diaries or Imagine Dragons or... Um, Harry Styles or Taylor Swift like people have mocked everyone for that but like I'm trying to get past that because it's kind of toxic and annoying that's totally true we should definitely get into that more in another episode too that's part of my identity episode yeah and um so I had that account and it was in the time where um like people would post stuff from other um social media stuff so like um people would take posts from tumblr and post it all on yes Instagram. i wasn't so, around when tumblr was at its high point 
yeah and so I that's basically what I did where I would just like post something and talk about my day or whatever um and so and I followed a lot of similar accounts so I there was one account um and it was like a like a guessing game or something or whatever I don't know and so I commented on it and someone else commented on it and then we did a back and forth and I was like and somehow I got added into a group chat by someone else who was in the comments. And there was like seven of us, I don't know, something like that. Um, I will summarize it. Like our friendships went through some changes. Some people left. Eventually it was just me and three of my other friends. Um, luckily everyone who was in that beginning group chat was around the same age. So it wasn't anything creepy, but anyway, the four of us became pretty close. Um, we talked regularly, like we had um, group chats, like iMessage, um, Kick at one point. I don't I know if you're Kik. around for Kick, Lucinda. Very briefly. Yeah, and Skype, we would Skype sometimes. Um, so we became friends and we're, like, we're still friends. Um, we talk regularly. Um, on their birthdays, I will send them, I will send the group chat an edited picture of them. Aww. It's always a surprise. It's weird because, like, I didn't start talking about that until the past couple of years. So yeah. It's kind of a big part of my life. I always just say, like, oh, my friend from Brooklyn. Yeah. So if anyone has ever heard me say that, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm actually happy you brought this up because I didn't have as much like experiences with online friends um, because I didn't have any social media or stuff until um, like end of seventh grade, beginning of eighth grade till I got on Instagram. And I wasn't on like special interest things as much. So you didn't like make friends with other people who were also special interested in like um, bands or um, shows or stuff or books um but now this year more so um I got on Twitter uh at some point in 2020 I think um and there's like a definite Twitter community um this is how I've developed all my gay friends it's <laughs> which mm -hmm. makes sense because we turn to the internet for people who are like more niche less than the majority of the people around us but who understand us more I think um and that can be really positive at least it has been for me because now I have like a group of 20 or so people who also understand like what it's like to be a like sapphic teen for lack of a better word um and it's like a shared culture and stuff but yeah I think the group chats I never, I didn't understand this when I was younger because I was not like very active. Um, but the group chats that you become a part of become like a really big part of your friendships. And I didn't used to believe this because I was like very into like in-person conversations. I didn't think like online stuff could be as meaningful, but I actually feel like it can be more because it's way easier to share about stuff in like text and voice message. Um, and this is the part of friendships that I feel like older generations don't understand at all. Mm -hmm. um, but the culture of like being in a group chat 
is like very unique and important and special. Um, yeah, you're able to talk constantly. Yeah, and also for people who are like slightly socially impaired or just like shy or tired, you know, like people express themselves differently over text and also you meet people and you kind of like only know the idealized versions of themselves that they tell you yeah so you have a different perception of who someone is virtually than you would if you just like met them in a class and I honestly think that's generally like a better perception of who they are or like a more interesting more funny and that's honest it's like fun I like that yeah it's you're hearing more of their brain yeah it's all about brain and I think like um like visual perceptions of people matter a ton more than we even really know um so only having like what the person is thinking as the input of who you you think they are like really changes who you think they are and who they are to you definitely um it's interesting to compare because um like whenever I was becoming friends with my internet friends it was kind of trivialized like at the time it was whenever like like Twitter wasn't as popular as it is now maybe it was I don't know I wasn't as on it but um I think high schoolers became more Twitter active middle school wasn't as Twitter focused it was more of another thing at that time there was still like the stranger danger stuff and of course we have it now but like yeah. it was more dangerous to be on the internet. Um, and especially because I was so young to be on the internet. Um, well, you're meeting people in a very tame way. You're meeting people of the same age on Instagram. I think that's very different than like going on an anonymous chat app and meeting strangers who are generally like older men or going on like Omegle or going on like more anonymous platforms, like meeting strangers in discord channels. Um. That is kind of what I'm worried about these days. Like that is the kind of internet stuff you should be worried about. Yeah, no. And I have friends who definitely did that and met people who were unstable and had the middle school experiences of convincing, like talking people off ledges, which they were not emotionally prepared for. And I think that's very scarring, um, yeah. but I've never experienced it. So I am not the authority on that, but to someone who hasn't experienced it or normalized it, that's bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I also, I have had like an internet friend, friends who have done, have had those same behaviors. Yeah. But I think it was more because we were young and not because. Yeah. Well, I also think over text, people confess things more, um, like your filter is more removed than in person. Um, so I think that's what leads to that more. It's like more open about your mental health online. And you're also not seeing how you're affecting the other person. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that feeds into like bullying and all the online harassment and stuff and yeah I've never experienced that as much I know that's like a huge thing um like cyberbullying is a huge thing that we hear a lot about and it's definitely real and I've definitely seen it happen to other people in some instances 
but never to the level that I've heard about and never directed at me. Yeah, so that's good at least. Told us about the most drastic stories whenever they gave us the cyberbullying talks in school. I mean, I definitely think people did it, but I mean, like if someone did that to one of my friends now, like there would be a gang of people who would bully them back. Yeah. <laughs> I I it it's because it probably happens to people who have few friends. So no one's stepping in. Yeah. Definitely. Like I've never I've never really felt socially isolated. Like I've always had friends, even if I haven't felt as connected to some friends or like some yeah. friends being unfair. Like I would always have other friends to fall back on. Yeah, but I mean, like there's been different levels of how deep friendships I've had in my life. You know, like it, earlier on in middle school, I was not close with that many people. Like I didn't know like about people people's lives and thoughts and experiences as much as I do now and I wouldn't like have told people things that I was thinking as much as I do with my closer friends now yeah absolutely so never not had any friends but I've definitely developed deeper friendships yeah I agree with that and then you start to wonder, like, how will you deepen those friendships as you become an adult? But we can't really answer that right now because we're not adults. Yes, but I am very excited to meet people as adults. Like, I'm so excited to meet my friends when they're adults. Yeah. But maybe they'll yeah. be boring. People are always like, oh, I would hate to go to my high school reunion. I think it sounds fun. I think it sounds so fun. Um, so I wanted to go into like more like people that you're incompatible with. And I know that we talked about values. Um, but are there other things that just like, you can't really be friends with the person or things that you like really prioritize? You said like thoughtfulness or I paraphrased thoughtfulness, but did you have more of those? Um, well, yeah. So I said abstractness, just taking things not not seeing one thing and then judging it immediately like you have to be able to give things a second chance like being open-minded is what I'm trying to mean yeah um and just people who are dramatic I can't like like overly like start drama intentionally which obviously like like no one likes that but we yeah. see it every day well, there's people who are energetic in person, but then there's people who are, like, dramatic and manipulative and attention-seeking. Yeah, there's friendships in high school that you see, and you're like, how are these people still friends? We hear all of these things about them, and we aren't even in their circle. Yeah, I can't. Well, I feel like our perspective is limited, because we haven't had that many, like, really toxic, crazy yeah, friendships. Like, I've heard stories of people that I'm close to and their friendships, and I'm like, how did that happen? <laughs> yeah, I think you have to be kind of careful when you're becoming friends with people. Yeah, or just setting clear boundaries. Like, I think the most toxic thing is if someone is trying to be friends with you and you're not really, like, interested in that person or compatible with that person. Um, that can lead to a very toxic bullying situation. I... Yeah, I had a friend where I was just, we were not, like, compatible people. There are some people, and I think I'm honestly kind of, like, mean, because sometimes I just, like, do not like to be around certain people, and it's not because they're terrible people, it's just, like, 
our energies are not the same. I think that's true for most people, but you have to be good at getting out of that situation before you really become friends because you're not going to like grow to enjoy their company. <laughs> yeah, so so kind of similar to setting boundaries, you have to be honest. Yeah, just be honest instead of being passive aggressive cuz some people aren't going to take the hint. If you honestly just don't want to be around someone or aren't interested in being someone's friend, just tell them instead of low-key bullying them for years. Yeah, and you can't be mean about it either. That's that's the dynamic that I see the most is one person wants to be someone else's friend and the other person doesn't say like I don't want to be friends with you like they just low-key bully the person and that creates a toxic terrible friendship or talk behind their back yeah or talk behind their back if people were just honest about not wanting to be other people's friends the world would be a better place or at least high school would be definitely that sounds like a good note to end it on yeah definitely okay um so you've heard us talk a lot about friendship we've got a lot of exciting content coming up that touches on some of the same themes that we've talked about today so look forward to that we're still sticking to a every two week release schedule starting from now on um we took a little bit of break after christmas but we're back on it now um after all of the college apps and stuff are done. We have more free time. So yeah, big things are coming. Get yeah, excited. I'm really excited for the topics that were coming up. Um, uh, yeah, they're just, I, I think they're going to be some of our best episodes. For sure. Well, thanks for listening and awesome. tune in in two weeks. Yeah, so. adios.